You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. The views and opinions that are expressed on the show are not that of KUCI, its management, or the Board of Regents, but they are mine and my guests. I'm the Beer Ambassador. Welcome back to the show. We're here every Tuesday at 5 o'clock talking about the world of craft beer. I hope you're enjoying the rain out there and being safe as you're driving, because uh, it's been coming out pretty crazy. We're here in Irvine. Where I'm at, and uh, you know, be safe as you're going, you know, getting off work and driving home, and listen to our show, and maybe you're out there to to go get a beer or something like that. Anyways, uh, without any further ado, my friends, I have a friend on the line who uh, I've been trying to get on the show for I don't know, better part of a year or so. So land. Sorry about the technical difficulties out there in Radio Land. Sometimes that happens. I don't know if it's the weather or what, but um, I am on from 5 to 6 every Tuesday as I was talking about in the world of craft beer. And without any further ado, I have on the line here, and hopefully this is working out because I have to use my line, I have Fiorella uh, Rossell uh, Borkert. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right, but she is the owner and creator for Rossell, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rossell Company. And uh, she makes really, really, really cool products from grain bags. Are you there, Fiorella? Hi, Mikael. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Hopefully it's working this way. Maybe I should do this every once in a while and have you call me and then, or, you know, guests call me and then I'll call into the station. But since uh, neither one of us can make it to the station and we're both remote, this is how it's going today. Um, so before we get into anything else, I'm, I've been asking you to come on the show for a while and we see each other at festivals, and you've been making all this great gear. And I want to say thanks for finally coming on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you for the your time and everything. Yeah, so before we get into anything else, what are you drinking today? Because since we're not at the station where we can't drink because there's all this expensive equipment, um, I'm at home, and I'm enjoying, enjoying a, um, a Samuel Adams uh, uh, Hazy IPA. So uh, it's a New England-style IPA, and that's what I'm going to be drinking for the show. What are you drinking today? Very nice. Well, I got myself a crowler of a delicious uh, Berliner Weiss Black Currant from Wild Barrel Brewing. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I love Wild Beer, uh, Wild Barrel, I'm sorry, and, I, and I, like, I like Wild Beer, too, but I like Wild Barrel, and I love what they're doing there, and I love Berliner Weiss. Delicious. This one is my favorite. Um, they have a lot of Berliners on tap, but the black currants, I always keep going back to it. It's just very, very nice beer. That's awesome. Um, what, what's the name of it, by the way? Or do you remember? Um, it's Black Currants Berliner. That's it. Oh, I don't um, know if they had a special name. They just So they just, they don't make names up. They just tell you what it is. That's cool, though. It's um, the, um, the Vise. Wild gotcha. Vise. Yeah. Yeah, but they have some good vice beers down there. So you are, are you, you know, Wild Barrels in San Diego, and there's a lot of breweries in San Diego. It's considered the kind of mecca or huge haven for breweries. And, and you're in San Diego. You're in the thick of that, right? I am. I, I really am. I'm in San Marcos, actually. I'm down the street from where Stone started, um, which is now down the street from Wild Barrels. Yeah, yes, my and, they, and and Lost Abbey is uh, in the place where Stone started. Correct. They took over that uh, 
Mataway location. Yeah, I remember driving there when I used to drive. Uh, when I used to sit, live in San Diego, I lived in Pacific Beach, and I'd drive out there. Stones only open up on Friday and Saturdays at a time to be able to fill up growlers of beer. I remember I was barely turning 21, and I remember when that was what was happening. All that transition. Yeah. So you've been you've been a, a fan of craft beer for a while, then. Yes, um, I'm not going to say my age. You will probably figure it out at the end of this podcast. But I had my first IPA when I was 17, um, <laughs> illegally, but I still enjoyed my first IPA. Um, I had a fake ID, and I used to go to this club um, that they only serve um, their own craft beer on Thursdays, and it was offered for free to the to the ladies. So back wow. then, fresh out of high school, had a fake ID. I could go to this um, place and drink for free. It was amazing. And at first, I I you know we're all used to um, lighter beers stuff like that. But I really enjoyed that bitterness, that hoppiness. I didn't even know what it was back then. Um, but I loved, loved IPAs, and um, I, I was living in Peru back then, um, and then I moved to America when I was 20 years old, and I started drinking the Arrogant Bastard um, beer from Stone. Um, mm-hmm. That was the best thing. It's still one of my favorite beers ever, but that's the first Yeah, they used to be, they used to be uh, one of my favorites, uh, you know, like 18 years ago, honestly, it was like, that was my favorite beer of all time. It's kind of changed, but I went back to it. I hadn't, I hadn't been drinking a long time. I had it this last year, and it was it was still good. It Like, it got back to being good, I guess. I don't know. It's just, maybe my taste has changed. I should go back to it, too, um, <laughs> for sure, because that was the beer that stole my heart when I moved to America. And um, I've been a big fan of Stone ever since, and the whole, how they've grown and how inspiring they have been, the whole county. Just love the whole circle. Love it. Yes. So so tell, tell us where you're from again. I'm from Lima, Peru. Um, and how did you end up in, in America? Was it your family? Yeah, well, my dad went to college here in San Francisco area, in the Bay Area. So he always loved California. Um, He finished college, moved back to Peru, and got married with my mom. They've been together since they were little teenagers. My parents have a great foundation of um, relationship in my life. So he went back after college to look for my mom, and then they got, you know, they got married. They started having kids, and they got their plan. is like, all right, we'll move to California next year and next year. But it was maybe 20 years, 30 years later when we ended up all coming here where my dad always wanted us to be. And um, we love California. We love the U.S. We've traveled back and forth many times before moving to America. Um, we grew up traveling with my dad. He had a fantastic job, um, international firm. So we did our, our little little part of traveling and decided California was the best place to end up. And not only that, but we also had certain things and certain um pointers of life that we end up coming here and continue falling back in California and continuing. So it's like, you know what, so meant to be, might as well just make the move. So this is my home. I've been here since 2001. 
Um, I've lived in California the longest um, than anywhere in my life. Um, we lived in Peru for a long time. That's where I was born and raised. But we also lived in Venezuela for a few years before Venezuela's government um, went the other way. Um, not going to talk politics, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. And uh, yes. that's when I came here in 2001, like r- right when all that craziness started going there. Um, we thought it was the perfect time to move. And here we are. So let me ask you this. So you... you you come from Peru, you go through Venezuela, you come to the U.S., uh, you know, you find, obviously you found Arrogant Bastard Craft Beer. Um, and then, and then how, how did you, uh, I mean, did you have jobs and stuff? How did you end up where you wanted to start Russell Company and where you were like a fan of beer so much that you decided to take and, and not just recycle something but upcycle something and make it into a product that we can enjoy today? Well, my background actually is in fashion. I um, my okay. major is in um, industry management for the fashion production. Um, I went to FIDM in LA. Um, nice. I worked in the fashion industry for a while for a couple prestigious firms that I loved. Met some wonderful people, but what I was doing is, um, you know, clo- apparel. That's my background. Yeah. Um, okay. textiles and apparel. Um, and I lived in LA. LA was, it was fantastic. Met a lot of people, gained a lot of great experiences, both professional and personal. Um, but it got to a point that LA is LA and it's really overwhelming. And, um, we originally, when we first moved to America, we came here to Oceanside, to North County, San Diego. Yeah, it's um, nice after I was done with school and worked for a few years up there, I told my husband, you know, like, this was fantastic, but I think we're aging too fast. Let's go back home. Let's move back to San Diego um, to slower pace and enjoy our lives a little more. And, um, yeah, he saw a wise man. He, he looked at me. He was like, I'm with you. Let's do this. So we, we decided to move back in 2004. Sorry, 2014. Yikes. These years are seriously flying. Um, They are. They are. So we moved back 2014. And um, my struggles looking for a job in the fashion industry in San Diego were really big. I was not down to drive to Orange County um, for work every day. Uh, The commute would have been awful, and I'm not up for it. So I looked for a job in production. you know, the same style of production, but in a different product. And I was still not that happy. I was working for a commercial bakery, a very fancy French bakery. I gained a few pounds with that, too. Um, <laughs> so they had some tasty bread, I take it. Yeah, so that's that's where it took me to, like, uh, the food industry. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love food, you know. And um, But then, oh, you know, food is married to beer. And um, yes. at the time... One of my really good friends, Bree, was working at a brewery locally, and I asked her if she could hook me up with a job because I needed some money to come up for my 10th wedding anniversary. Like, I wanted to throw a ginormous party, and it was coming up in, like, a few months. So I'm like, I really want a job in the industry. Can you help me? I only want one day a week. That's it. 
And I ended up working at Iron Fist Brewing, which was a phenomenal experience. And um, cool. from one day a week, I ended up quitting my day job and taking over full-time uh, Iron Fist Brewing because I loved so much working behind the bar. And I'm very chatty, and I love people, customer service. So that's another part of me that I'm like, I really want to do this. And then they taught me so much about beer and all these flavors and all of these styles, like the whole Belgium-style door open to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just scrumptious. I can't. I want to make this my career. So then um, cool. from Iron Fist, one of the owners pointed out to me that the material the grain comes in is very sturdy. So I'm like, let me look at this. So I look at this material, and it's seriously amazing. You can make all kinds of products with it, and it's water-resistant. It's not heat-resistant, but it's, like, super sturdy. Um, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, I this is amazing. And, and just start playing with it. Start making all kinds of bags and pouches and even apparel, and we ended up doing Christmas stockings and Santa hats and all kind of fun things out of a product that is considered trash. So that actually, it, we found a mission for it too. Like we're donating 20% of our profits to the I Love a Clean San Diego nonprofit to continue with the cleanliness and the awareness of the trash and the pollution of the city. So it's something that besides being a fun project, very whimsical playing with this trash, we're actually giving back to the community, and we have learned a lot about, the, you know, the global issue that we have, pollution worldwide as an issue. Um, yeah, so that's super long answer. So really hope that no, that's no, no, that's pretty. Uh, it's awesome. I, you know, it's funny is I was actually this uh, grand opening. And probably within their time, I haven't been in years, but a couple times within that first year that they had opened, and I had that, um, essentially what you're telling me is that after you got a there is what, you know, the, the owner of that got into what you're doing at Ro- Rosal Company. Yes. So one little thing led to another. And I honestly wasn't looking for anything. I was just looking for friendship, for knowledge, for new adventures. And, like, when things are meant to be, they just, I mean, they just keep coming back. Like, California continue coming back to me. But now, you know, the bags continue coming back to me. And um, we named it the Bountiful Bag. Um, my really good friend, Bianca, is who came up with the name um, because it's something that is giving back. It's bountiful. It's generous. It's good. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, and and the best way, because I met you at a beer festival originally, and then I see you all the time, um, and you have great products. I love them. We didn't know until this year at the Brew Ho-Ho that you even had some stuff like that when you made the Santa hats and stuff. But, um, you know, you've taken it into dresses and uh, vests and different stuff like that. It's amazing. I, I just thought I, I'm. I was at seeing the bag, and you bag. It, it's cool looking, it's sturdy. 
uh, is very practical. And and uh, to me, take beer industry and being able to use it again uh, for another purpose is amazing. Thank you. That's very nice of you for saying that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. That's why I've been excited to have you on the show for so long. And here we are. Um, so so kind of walk me through then. If, if he had introduced you and you just played with it, <clears throat> what is it that made you, uh, you know, how did you get to where you started in the company and you became an entrepreneur and you said, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is a hard route, you know, but I'm going to seek this out as a business and do it. So did, did you just start, you know, a couple of friends were interested, you sold them at the brewery, you started doing some market nights. How that happened? I mean, tell us the story. We, as a matter of fact, our company was founded or we started with the whole development in August 21st, 2014. Um, right okay. after I was out of, moving out of L.A. Um, is when the whole thing was born. But it was born um, before the bags. We were just doing aprons. I love cooking. I love food. And one of my really good friends, Richie, um, is a chef, and he was like, I'm short, you know, like aprons fit me funny. I Can you just make me something cool? And I'm like, yeah. So I took his measurements. And I'm not a sewer. I'm a product developer, and I'm a designer mind. Um, but I'm okay. not a so I'm like, dude, but I don't know how to sew very well. Let me hire someone and figure it out. Um, so it started all there. In the end, Mikhail, um, I bought myself an industrial machine. I sewed my finger through completely. But I, oh no! I caught myself. <laughs> so I mean, I can't be waiting for all these wonderful ladies. Don't get me wrong; everyone that I've worked with have been amazing. But I can't wait forever because everyone has a life and everyone has a schedule. So if I want things to go. A way, one way or another, is I'm going to have to do them. People can't read minds. So I, I taught myself how to sew. I, like I said, I literally sewed my finger through. Um, but I've learned the hard way, and, you know, and from the aprons, we started making growler holders, wine holders, and um, on year three of our company being in business is where we found the Bountiful Bag last year in um, the end of January. So. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, and um, at first it was um, aprons, growler koozies, wine bags, and I started working with leather too, which I loved. Um, but it's sure. something that I'm not sure if I'm going to continue Um in my company, um, because it kind of disagrees with the purpose of the bag. Um, but that's something also I'm kind of in a limbo because a leather product will last you forever. Yes. So I am not sure how to go about that yet. Something we're still thinking. I'm okay with it, but I, I can see how some people would want, you know, just one or the other. But, I, you know, I can see how you can marry them. I know that uh, you line stuff a lot with, with fabric, though. You yes. You're using cotton and such, right? Correct. So what we do, um, because the bag is so inspiring with the whole upcycling and reusing materials that are already out there, instead of going and buying brand-new raw materials, what I'm doing is going to fashion houses after they're done with their production, because I, 
from being in the industry, I know how the fabric works. If the red that they wanted came out a little orange and not as red as they wanted, that is rejected. And that's a perfectly fine 10 yards of fabric that is going to a dump just because the color didn't come out exactly or even the hand feel of the fabric. It wasn't a soft. Wow. Maybe it was a little thicker in the weave. So because that will affect the look and the drape of the finished garment, that is either dumped or, you know, donated somewhere. So what I've been doing is getting this expensive, beautiful, gorgeous material that is normally 10 to $15 a yard for, like, a lot less because they're getting rid of it. It might not be the color for their collection, but it's a beautiful color that I can still use inside of a bountiful bag that no one will know that it was supposed to be more red or more yellow. So it's kind of Yeah, like- I, I wouldn't know. It, lo- it all looks good to me. I just thought you were buying material. So the fact that you're taking spent grain bags or, or grain bags that the breweries basically get these 55-pound bags of grain in, and when it's done, they're just going to throw those away and they go to the landfill. So instead of that, you're taking them and repurposing them and upcycling them, but now you're also going to these connections that where they're just going to get rid of this fabric and you're saying, hey, I'll, I'll take this off your hands and I'll use it. And now in the bag that I have, it's like this, because I was saying that's really nice material. Because you don't know this, but I when I when I was younger, I was really into fashion, and um, I, I did some some you know local modeling show, you know runway shows oh. and, and modeling. Um, and I thought that at one time I went to school, I thought maybe I would be a designer. So I, I I actually went and learned how to sew and kind of did some stuff as well at one time. Um, and maybe that's why I like kilt so much. I, I just kind of like things a little more forward and practical, but they're cool. Right, so this is what I like about your company is that um, I think it for me it it, it hits t- it ticks both boxes. It, it it's it's form it's the best of form meets function. So it looks good, and then it it it's uh, practical and it's it's application. You know. Thank you. And have you noticed that your bag is also reversible? Yes, yes, I've noticed that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you can do whatever you want. If you like, especially if I have something, uh, you know, cold or wet, and I can just reverse it, and it doesn't have to touch the material. And then the the uh, the the plastic material from the grain bags is what touches that, and then you can just wipe it off. Absolutely, wetsuits are good. Um, baby food is good, and even you know all kinds of wet things that you could put in there. Yeah. But if I was if I was carrying like maybe I'm going to pack stuff in and pack it out so I have my beer cans and I'm you know maybe I'm crushing or not crushing doesn't either matter but some beer spills if I had it the opposite way it gets in there no, no, there's no issue you just kind of wipe it out. Absolutely, I love it. Yeah, love for it. sure. So yeah. uh, I, I'm going to ask you this. I know that you do. Uh, so you start with the bountiful bag. Was that just the the, the basic bag that I have? It's a uh, Kind of more of a tote bag, and then you went to the duffel-style bag? Yes. So the Bountiful okay. bag is the original, which is just a classic tote. And then we yes, have... Yes, that's what I thought. Um, a pouch. There's a zippered pouch where you could put cosmetics or, you know, anything, really, business cards. I put my 
reusable straw and reusable utensils in my bag, and I take it everywhere. Um, I also have. We also have a smaller duffel that ladies are using it as a purse, or gentlemen are using it for gym or small outings. And then we have a large duffel that we call that travel buddy, and um, that is super spacious and really sturdy. Um, it fits all kinds of things. I've taken it to Peru before, and yeah, roughed it up. Still looks perfect. Um, and then I started making some outfits: the vest, the dress, a couple of dresses, um, Santa hats, Christmas stockings, um, and then outdoor pillows. Also, um, one side. That's really cool. Bountiful material. That's what we call it now. We don't call it rainbacks. It's bountiful material. Okay. The bountiful um, material. I like that. Because okay. it's infinite and it gives back to everybody. No, I, I love that because they're making, they're always making beer. We love yeah. beer, right? I mean, we love beer. We're drinking beer right now. And the one thing I, I like is that, yeah. you know, beer is a renewable product, but they, they're going to be, keep, they, you know, they have to get the grain shipped to them. So they're going to have these bags. So it is bountiful. I mean, it just keeps giving to you. And you have a good relationship with a lot of breweries that are giving it to you, correct? Yes. We're partnered up with 10 breweries right now, 10 phenomenal um, beer makers that are also now are, have become our friends. Um, great people. I mean, I honestly haven't met a person in the beer industry that is not cool. Everyone is super humble, really nice, and it's just, yeah. like, helpful, and, you know, we're building bridges here um, with everyone instead of building walls, and it's just great, like, how everyone just helps each other. It's just super cool. Do you want to mention the breweries that you work with or that give you the bags? So we work, of course, with Wild Barrel Brewing. I'm also uh-huh. a beer tender there. I'm there twice a week, two or three times a week. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, you can find me there for sure on Mondays and Fridays. Um, so Wild Barrel Brewing, we have Booze Brothers. They're also super great. I mean, everyone's great. We're with Iron Fist Brewing with Black Plague Brewing, Epic Brewing. Stephanie and Todd are so freaking nice to us. Um, I mean, everyone, again, everyone is so nice. Um, Pariah Brewing. We also work, we're lucky to work with El Segundo Brewing up here in L.A., or up there mm-hmm. in L.A. Um, El Segundo, actually, we met casually um, at their tasting room, and I explained a little bit about my bag, gave my card, and a few days later, they called me back, asked if they could be part of our program because they are very green and really into the recycling part of, you know, their business. So I'm like, well, you guys are up in L.A., you know, we'll make something work, and we did make it work really well that I would come pick up their bags and we'll chat it up or get a beer after, go to Modern Times in downtown or do something cool with them. Um, just, like, really welcoming. Like, they would appreciate the fact that I'm driving up there to L.A. just for yeah. bags. I mean, I can get bags anywhere. 
but because they're so great and they wanted to be part of it, I'll, um, I would never, like, it was one of the best things we've done. Such a wonderful relationship with Elsie and the Brain. Um, yeah, That's so sweet. those are all of those people. And um, the tenth one is Owl Farms Brewing. That is a little baby brewery, baby sister from Booze Brothers that do like little okay. special beers. And they're so cute. Like their whole packaging is just super adorable. Love them. That's awesome. So it sounds like I'm going to have to get a uh, a, a uh, apron from you because I didn't know you made aprons because that's cool. Because I, I need a, a really cool apron for when I cook. I, I, I cook with my daughter. I, I baked since I was young, and I used to barbecue. I'll try and get back to that. But you know what I'm saying? I like to cook. But I've always been looking. I, I honestly, for me, there's never been an apron out there that I really like. Um, most of them are too girly or too cheesy to me. And as much as I, I'm, I could be very cheesy at times, and I like cheesiness, you know, uh, and humor. But um, I, I could see how yours would be like amazing. So you still make those, right? Absolutely, they're still one of our best sellers um, because we can get together with you and choose your fabric, the length, how do you want it, and all kinds of pockets and weird things that you want to add, bells and whistles. There's no wrong answer in making an apron with us. Um, it can be double-sided, all kinds of you can put them there. Yeah. So I, I do know that when I met you, one of the times you, I met you, and you're very bold in this time because it, it was a very hot day, <laughs> but you you had made a dress and you were wearing the dress, and I thought it was so cute, honestly, in what you had done. And um, But I know it was uh, because it was a hot day. It was it, The fabric doesn't breathe as, as much. So how, how do you find it working to really making pieces that are wearable? My dear Mikael, let me tell you the day that you saw me wearing that dress, I probably didn't count. Because just said, it does not very well. So um, just have to put your game on and smile the whole time, rock that thing. Yeah. Uh, no other answer for you is just uncomfortable. It's fun. That dress that I made, I literally felt I was wrapped in. So for the next pieces of clothing made, I mixed up a lot of cotton that um, the front would be the bountiful material and the back would be cotton and um, make sure that it has lots of vents. Yeah, I think that's smart. So you're going through, you're going through evolutions of, of, of design then and finding out what's practical and what's not. Absolutely. So we're trying to make this a little more wearable and a little more practical for the everyday wearer. Although I honestly, I mean, I look people to ask me, are you, are you selling that? Is this for sale? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I haven't sold a shirt or I haven't sold a dress to anybody because, I mean, I just don't think people are going to buy them. But um, they say that just put it online and see what happens. So maybe that's something yeah. I'll play around with. This festival season. I think you should. I, I I agree. I mean, it would be honestly, it would be cool. We're in the awards season. I, I I think there's some actors out there. I think one actress, at least one, but maybe more, would would be so much into upcycling and and doing things for the planet, taking care of our planet that uh, 
that they might be interested in having a dress for like an award show or something because it's a fashion statement um, um, as well as a, a planetary statement. But that's just me. I, I think, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. But, but um, you know, it makes me think of I, I grew up surfing, and I'm thinking maybe, maybe you and I got to sit down and try and figure out a pair of trunks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because my mom used to make surf trunks for us when we were kids, and my brother's like, why didn't we ever market those? Because we did stuff that was colorful and with patterns before it became, you know, it's popular again, but way before it was popular when I was a kid. Um, but, um, you know, I think things come, I'm hearing a similar story in yours. My mom is a single mother who raised four of us, and when we wanted something to fit in or be cool, it was more about practicality. It's like she couldn't really afford it, but she could maybe make it for us. Um, and it seems like some of the things you come from force you to get to where you're at in this vision, which I think is creativity is, uh, you know, I should say necessity is the mother of invention, right? So it it really helps to form creativity. And um, I really like how uh, the beer community in, embraces that. Like we embrace what's different and how to how to be able to uh, uplift each other and, and encourage each other in, in our creativity, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, um, necessity um, fuels your imagination. Sometimes we create out of yeah. struggle. Um, I mean, not everyone works the same, but it is my mother is... I'm just, it's not because she's my mother, but she's probably the craftiest person I've ever met. She could make anything out of anything. If she have it, she will invent it. And it's just, um, I mean, and it's not of lack of, you know, resources. It's um, being with her resourceful mind. Like, why am I going to go to the store and buy this? If I have this, 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 and this here, and I can make it. It's just, you know, resourceful and smart thinking. And that's the way that we've been brought up, um, me and my sisters. It's four sisters that we are um, just, you know, out of just being thinking through and instead of jumping the gun, just, like, analyze a little longer and do things smarter. So on the same page with your own mother. Yes, I, I, I agree. But you have the entrepreneurial spirit. So what was it like getting started? I mean, I need to go back because it's so much, but is it that you sold your first piece? I mean, how did you get to where you turned it into a cup? Um, the first two years, it's still a struggle. I'm still not where I want to be. Um, sure. However, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm really grateful with all the things that our little company has brought us. Um, the first 13 aprons that I ever made, I literally, they were 13, um, went to my friend Richie, the chef, um, who probably still uses them. And then after that, like, a lot of his chef friends and other friends in the industry, um, sorry, not in the industry, other friends, hairdressers, 
a friend of ours, um, De Laurentiis Iron Works, he's like super known down here for all his metal works. I made an apron for him. He's a close family friend um, of my husband and I. Um, so I'm like, dang, I'm making things for chefs, but I'm also protecting a welder at this point, you know? Just um, nice. being um, not um, staying inside a box, just thinking like, you know, no obstacles. Let's just do whatever. And, like, little by little friends are like, can you make an apron for this or something super girly? And I'm like, I'm not super girly, but I'll make you something super girly. No problem. I <laughs> um, yeah. started just working individually with people. And because I also love working with people one-on-one, like customer service status, um, just getting together with customers, getting to know them and see what they like. What's like? And then making their orders and their products come to life and giving it to them and seeing their faces, that was so rewarding for me, um, just how happy people are with their product. Um, I know it sounds maybe a little vague, but just people are really happy with things when they see their creations coming into reality. So that joy yes. just is just indescribable for me. And that's what pushed me um, to start creating more products. The growler holder was out of necessity, being that I was working at a brewery, and I would walk out with growlers that are slippery and wet and heavy, and I'm trying to juggle four of those things because if you put them in a bag that is not a bountiful bag, it's very likely they're going to break but um, or break the bag. Um, so I started creating, like, individual growler holders, and then the sure. wine holder, and start moving on until the bag was born. And the bag, you can put as many growlers in there. It will hold 50 pounds. No big deal. So how did you get into where you started doing, like, beer festivals and that kind of thing? Beer festivals? Our very first beer festival, and I'm sorry I didn't mention them. It's other partners of ours. Mike has brewing. Sorry, I'm a little over the place. I also feel like I miss That's okay. Them. I love my cast. Good stuff there. Me too. They're so amazing. Um, they're one of our biggest supporters. They're the first ones to carry our products in their tasting room, which is really nice. Um, nice. The Mike Hess Festival, um, June the 6th last year, was our very first beer festival as a vendor. Um, at yes, first, I remember seeing you there. Yes. So before that, we were just doing craft marker markets and stuff like that. And we're doing okay. And we found that the beer festivals are niche for sure. And we can't stop now. We just love going and participating and also donating. We also like to help the community. So we're also donating a lot of products for raffles and like for other festivals. Um, so if someone that is listening wants anything from us, just know that we care about our community, and we're always down to help. For You're sure, yeah. To, at the end, I don't know if you for it, it, Yeah, for it, so uh, if, if anyone's tuning in now, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, and I'm the beer ambassador. I'm here every Tuesday from 5 to 6 talking about the world of craft beer. But today we have Fiorella. Um, from Rosal Company, um, which is actually, is that your maiden name, Fiorella? That is. That certainly is. Okay, that's what I figured. So, um, and, and did I say the, the other one, is it 
is it Borkert? Is that your married name? Yep. Mr. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Borkert gave me that name. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I had it right. But so you took your, your maiden name and made it the company name. Um, but if you guys are just tuning in, we're going to give out her information at the end. Um, and, uh, and I just highly recommend her products because they're, they're just really quality made and they're really cool in the fact that it's beer related. Um, so, uh, I want to say to you, Fiorella, what, what else do you have in store? Where, where do you feel like, I know that you have mentioned that, you know, getting, getting the start there in, uh, in Iron Fist and, and I want to say thanks to that owner because, because if it wasn't for him and that thought, then maybe it wouldn't be where you're at today. But then, you know, getting on with, you know, Mike Hess and all these different companies and working at Wild Barrel now that you're able to, um, you know, like, like I said, uh, entrepreneurs and small business is not easy. And obviously you're working a job and doing your company at the same time. <clears throat> and, that to me is putting in the hard work and showing that you have a passion for something and believe in what you're doing. And, and uh, some things have worked and some things haven't, as, as you've kind of already said. But where do you feel uh, inspired to, or, or do we have any new products or anything coming out soon? Well, um, what I believe is coming up for us in this 2019. Um, we receive so much education from our partners at the I Love the Clean San Diego nonprofit, um, teaching us about different materials and how they recycle. That sure. um, we found out that these um, bountiful material bags are not recyclable in the state of California. Um, so everyone that is putting their bags in the blue bin, let me tell you right now, and I'm so sorry to break it out to you that. These bags are moved into a landfill pile. They are not being recycled in California, which has brought us what started with fun and games and a whimsical bountiful bag program. Now it's become a bigger social responsibility issue for us. And now I cannot ignore that the bags are not recyclable. And... Um, and that's unfortunate because that has to do with our government agencies that they're not being recycled because there's no money in it or something, right? Correct. There's money. I don't know what the, where the money is really going. Um, yeah. Outer space or something I heard once. Um, so, yes. Um, sorry, I'm not I'm really trying. That's okay. To, so we're, gonna, we're, we're basically you found out that that uh, they're not being recycled in California like they should be, which is a political thing, uh, political money thing, but we won't get into that right now. But uh, but basically that's giving you a little more fuel to be able to use the bag. So is there, you're talking about what you're inspired to do in 2019. Um, yeah, so our company from um, upcycling and creating products, unfortunately due to that ginormous rate of growth of beer in our county alone, it's yes. impossible. I'm doing good, and we're selling, and we're getting where we want to. But it doesn't matter. Even if I had a factory with 100 workers right now, I wouldn't be able to create as many products as much as how I'm getting raw materials in. And we're only with 10 breweries. I don't yes. even want to think how would it be with the 178 breweries that are in San Diego. Well, I mean, if we can, 
let me put it in perspective for those who are listening. Um, we have a thousand breweries here in California, and um, so so you're not even working with ten percent. You're working about one percent of the breweries in California alone. So um, and 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 you're getting plenty of material. So that that should put everything in perspective. That um, that this is a, a really cool thing that you're doing, but. Um, if we're talking about making an impact on what's going on in land, landfills, that that's hard to really compare. But 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 it, but you're telling me that's a, that's kind of giving you motivation to create more products. It's telling me that I have to do something a little bigger than creating products, and this is okay. awareness of the plastic pollution number one. And mm-hmm. I'm honestly trying to find a way on how to recycle the bags properly. I'm currently working with a couple of um, giant corporations that recycle on the East Coast because we have, I think we have five corporations in the whole country that would take these bags. Wow. But they have to come here to pick them up. So we're still talking to finding the best and the most economical way to start a different program that goes beyond the Bountiful Bag that, I mean, this is all very new. Um, We found out about that non-recycling October 11th last year, believe it or not. It's super new. And then with the holidays and all, like, it's been really difficult um, to coordinate. So only about four months ago. Yes. Yes, that's when we found out that we can't recycle. So I went through a, some, like a series of freak-out moments, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Because I can't produce enough, and I'm not just going to dump through the landfill what I'm not using. That would be really irresponsible as a human and as a company. So I already opened this can of worms, and I have to find a way of how to make this work. But I'm, I'm not just staying, um, sitting down and watching this go this earth pollute or rot to death. I have to do something. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing something. It's just in the works. And hopefully I can have better answers for you soon once these companies tell me how we're going to do this. But it's something we have to work with them and then with the breweries as well. Um, yeah. So just um, baby steps one day at a time. It is. Well, I can say that, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to checking out some more of your products. Um, usually when I travel, I use either a backpack uh, and a duffel bag. That's, so if I'm checking something as a duffel bag and if I'm carrying it on the backpack, so uh, I might have to, you know, upcycle to your upcycled products <laughs> for when I'm traveling, especially when I'm going to the different, uh, you know, like HomebrewCon or or a California Home Rivers Festival or or the California Craft Beer Summit and that kind of thing. Um, which I hope you're getting into. Are you are are have you have you are you gonna be getting to, to bigger festivals like the California Craft Beer Summit or HomebrewCon or or maybe even Great American Beer Festival? Um, well we went to GABF, Great American Beer Festival last year for the first time. Um, awesome. My husband and I were able to attend, thanks to Wild Barrel Brewing, by the way, for taking us. That was an amazing cool. experience. Um, awesome. So, I'm sure you had yeah, fun. 
it was amazing. I gained eight pounds, but it was <laughs> um, four days, eight pounds. That's my new record. Um, it was a whole lot of yeah, beer and food. It was fantastic. New friendship. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of great people there. We're planning on going to the um, Beer Summit in Long Beach this year. Yeah. And um, I was looking, um, maybe Romina. Romina is um, my sister that works with us closely. She does all for photography and web and all sorts of amazing work for us. Um, so yeah. me and her have been talking about going to CBC in Colorado this May. Um, but that's still in the works. We're also in it, not just for the fun and the fashion, but we're also in for the learning part of it. Um, sure. She's a little bit more nerdy than I am, but, you know, I also get down. I also get into it. She's, like, really businessy and business savvy. Right now she's in school with Dr. Bill Isaac for the craft beer essentials class, San Diego State. Oh, nice. Is taking this beer career really seriously, as well as me. Um, I'm a little more funky and out of the box. She keeps me in check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds like me and my brother, we kind of do that for each other as a balance as well. That's cool. Um, yeah, perfect. So, then get down. That's fun. Yeah. So you're looking at bigger events, which will give you more exposure and be able to get that out there more than... Definitely. More networking, and um, we're also part of the San Diego Brewers Guild as an affiliate, um, affiliate, um, not sponsors, what am I saying? Affiliate members from the San Diego Brewers yeah. Guild. So we've been sure. going to educational events and summits with them as well, learning um, a little more about the industry also and networking, and it's just so great. Everyone is so nice and welcoming. No one looks as weird because we're, like, fashion industry and she's visual effects and my husband is a musician, you know, but now we're all, like, the three of us own the company and, like, we are um, in the beer industry, but we are not brewers and we have not served for a long time. So we come from, like, completely outside industries, but everyone has been so welcoming and supportive. I love that. Well, this is what I like about the beer community because we are about beer, but there are so many things, so many different companies that exist uh, in order for us to be able to enjoy beer. And and you can get that from people who grow hops and malts to um, people who distribute them to uh, the people who make the bags, honestly, that, that the grain comes in, right, that, that you upcycle right now, to people who make equipment and distributors. And, and, I mean, there's such a vast array of businesses and people who actually come together just so that you and I and anyone listening can go out and enjoy a beer, whether it's on draft or you buy it in bottle and can it take it home. Uh, it, there's a, a, a really a huge amount of individuals who work together and make that happen. And I've, I, that's what I love about the beer community because it's always growing and expanding and, uh, and, um, and it's full of entrepreneurs just like you. It's full of people who have a dream and say, I want to I better this community and be involved. And so I think that's really cool. I seriously, I got enamored completely of the beer industry. And um, I wanted to be in it so bad. But 
besides the fact that I love beer, is really the community that pulled me in. Like all of my new friends and even the patrons at the brewery, everyone is just so nice. That I'm like, I want to be in fashion anymore. I want to be the beer with the beer people. They're like nice and supportive. Yeah, but but now you're bringing beer fashion, which I think is amazing. And I think you're yeah. going to branch out from that. Yeah, it's beer fashion. We need beer fashion. I make I make I make t-shirts. Whether people know it or not, I have t-shirts out now. I used to do a t-shirt business years ago, and now I'm back and uh, just doing my own shirts. But I have some designs that are coming out this year. But, um, but yeah, I think fashion, it's just like music. I mean, there's fashion. music is an industry in itself, but it has fashion as well because we like to wear the T-shirts or whatever it is to show our, our loyalty or our, our brand pride or whatever it is. But it's the same thing in beer, you know? Absolutely. I love, love it. We've met so many amazing yeah. new and all. Love it. I love it too, and I'm excited to see. What I, I have some ideas I'm going to throw out to you. I think we're going to do it another time. Maybe you and I. I think we should do a uh, an, an Instagram um, live thing where we can people can watch us and see us talking and drinking a beer as well. Um, but um, but before we get out of here, we only have a few minutes left, and I want to uh, make sure people know how to get a hold of you. So I'd like we'll do it in a couple minutes too, but. Um, you know, I want people to make sure that they know what your website is and your social media and that kind of thing, um, so that they can go look at the Bountiful bag and the and what are, you you have to tell me what the names are. But the I'm just going to say what they are. The, there's a, there's basically a tote, the Bountiful bag. Then you have the the duffel bags and the backpacks and uh, aprons and uh, either either growler. Uh, container bags for your growlers or even for your friends who, you know, maybe you have a, a spouse or a friend or a girlfriend or something like that doesn't drink beer and they do wine, you can get a wine bottle bag, all the different things you have available um, and and the things that are coming up. Because I expect, honestly, I'm going to tell you if you are, I expect a, a beer fashion show from you. And I, I want to see that at like at, at the Craft Beer Summit and maybe at, at GABF as well. <laughs> oh my That's God. what I'm expecting. You're inspiring me so much right now. That would be so incredible. Um, I'm yeah. going to get to... Why not? Let's yeah. let's make it happen. I'll, I'll work with you. Let's talk to people. Let's just make it happen. Let's just say, boom, I'll be a model too. I'm happy to be a model. I, I used to be a model. <laughs> we can make you a kilt with bountiful material. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Yes. Let's make there a bountiful kilt. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm excited now. And with a pocket, because those things don't have oh, a pocket. Yeah. And I love No, I only wear uh, – I, I started when I was younger in punk rock and, and, and my heritage, but but I got really into wearing kilts all the time because of the utility kilt because it was practical. It has the pockets, and I can put beers in the pockets. So, um, yeah, that's very important. So, uh, man – I talked about trunks before, and I'm thinking about other stuff that I will talk about, but we're definitely going to do the kilt. That's awesome. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yes. We can Okay, so I I told everybody that you would um, give out your information, so let's make sure they know how to find you and get some of this amazing product. Thank you. So you can find us at rosellcompany.com, and that's R-O-S as in Sam, S as in Sam, E-L. 
And on Instagram as well, it's pretty much the same name for everything, Roselle Company. And that's my maiden name. We're in North County, San Diego. You can buy our products, El Segundo Brewing, Epic Brewing, Wild Barrel Brewing, and Iron Fist Brewing. And Hess. I guess. Why do I continue doing this? I, I, don't, I don't know. Go, That's okay. You know, I'm going to go get a Mike Hess <laughs> beer right now. Yes. Oh, you know, I have I have one in the fridge. Maybe I'll go grab one, too. Um, yeah. So... For for those listening out there, that's uh, Rosel Company is R O S S E L L. Then the company, and you go to dot com, uh, or you can go look at them on Instagram and Facebook. Correct, Correct. and it's with one L. Oh, it's one L. My bad. I guess it's because my my middle name is Russell, so I always want to put the double. So it's one L, and then I might have to go edit what I put up, and then. Um, are you are, are you going to be at any of the – oh, you know what? We're out of time. L- let's just find out what the festivals and stuff, and we'll continue this online. Thank you, Fiorella, yes. for coming on the show today. Thank you. You're such a peach. I appreciate you having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fantastic talking with awesome. you. Awesome. You're welcome, and thanks for coming on the show. Can't wait to have beers with you. And uh, for everybody out there, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people like Fiorella, and have – drink more good beer okay my friends until next week um yes thank you for coming on the show fiorella and until next week my friends just to be out there uh drink the good beer support people like fiorella and uh, and 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 russell company um because they're entrepreneurs and they're just they're just like all the the small uh breweries that you're out there they're entrepreneurs they're trying to make their dreams happen they're